Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, guys? CB here, Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for another episode here on June the 15th. It is hot, hot, hot. This show brought to you by our new friends at Revital Outdoors, allowing you to enjoy the outdoors comfortably. Premium CBD products to get you ready for your competitive outdoor experience. THC-free, recommended by the pros, and a money-back guarantee. Check them out, RevitalOutdoors.com. Great show for you guys tonight coming up. Your Whataburger Bassmaster Elite Series Pickwick champ, Mr. Brandon Lester, going to join the show, going to talk to us about his win and his career. And then uh, David and Kenneth and I join in. And uh, find out what's on whose list for Father's Day. Daddy Day's coming. You guys make sure you got all the good stuff you need. Get your list made out. And make sure you're taking care of Dad. All that and more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown. Along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong, otherwise known as Grandma on this podcast. <laughs> and of course, Angler Channel Insider, oh. Mr. Kenneth Grover. Gentlemen, well, KG, it's hot. I'm not talking a little bit of hot. I'm talking like Satan's ass crack hot. It's bad, dude. I mean, bad right now here. You know, it. it we had a like a few days of really good weather, and then now it's just... It's all out hot. It, like it takes your breath away walking outside hot. I mean, it's it's bad. David, what is what is hot up there right now for you? What what, what is your temperature in Wisconsin right now? Maybe we're we're close to the same. Was it longitude or latitude? Because I think it was up to as as a recording up to like ninety nine. Oh wow, wow! What's your heat <laughs> yeah. index? experience it but i'm pretty sure i heard some people were saying it felt like it won one something so I, I don't know i'm pretty sure it's pretty bad outside yeah, i think we're at like 106 right now is our heat index and so we're high of 95 but heat index is like 106 110 something like that i know it takes your breath away i tried to do a little bit of work on the trailer today and um it took all of about 2.3 seconds to be soaking wet so it didn't last long so but um, just, you know, one of those little deals. But the air still works, KG. Air still works in the trailer, so we're uh, <laughs> hoping it hangs on for one more weekend, right? So one more weekend, and then we'll go. You know, I, it really doesn't matter to me. I don't spend much time in that trailer. So, no, I mean, you I, don't, I'm, but your son I'm, and I I'm out live the, in there all day Saturday. I'm out on the lake, and, you know, I'm whatever the elements are, that's, that's what I'm going to deal with. Well, there you go. All right. Well, there you go. So, David, you look like you had a uh, a fun weekend. Tell me a little bit about your uh, your IndyCar experience there. Where was this at? So, the IndyCar uh, circuit, they stopped at uh, Road America, which is in Elkhart Lake. Uh, one of the, I guess you could say, um, one of the, I guess, well, popular road courses in America when sure. it comes to racetracks. Mm -hmm. So, they, they came. I've been... I don't know. The last couple of years they've been here. I've had things that came 
that I couldn't uh, that I mean, I've been wanting to go. It's been a long time that they've been coming here for a while now, but I haven't had the opportunity to go. Some stuff worked out last minute and then convinced the Wetton kids to come along. And um, I think they somewhat enjoyed it. But my kids, you know, they like I guess most like most kids, they got, you know, it's too long, too boring. And uh, it was what supposed to be cloudy in the 60s which stayed in the 60s but it became sunny and so i've got a, have got a, you know i i stay pretty covered up when i go fishing but uh yeah i've got a a two-toned face so yeah yep. i see that got a little got a little kunai <laughs> thing going on there that uh, that looks good so that um uh, that is good i'm just glad kg i don't have to wear long pants and a long and, and, a, and a shirt this weekend because i don't have to MC. Right, I don't have to carry on that uh, that look on stage this this week, so I can. Uh, well, I mean, take a I don't. Break. I don't know that you necessarily had to to do that either. You just chose to. Well, I did choose to. You're right. <laughs> I did cho- choose to. KG, thanks for just my God. I mean, just Jesus. Well, I mean, if I need, if so, I wanted this anyway, I'm not even going to say that because I don't get me in even even more trouble. So I am excited, though. However, I am excited to welcome in a new partner to anglerschannel.com and the Angler Channel Insider Podcast this year. Revital Outdoors has joined the fold here with us. They are a premium CBD company, and uh, they are working with folks the likes of Mark Menendez, Daryl Gleason, Brandon Card, and several others. You can check them out online, revitaloutdoors.com, and start by incorporating some CBD into your life. They've got all kinds of soft gels, stuff for dogs. I mean, they've got, you know, the soft gel stuff. They've got some spray. They've got some cream. They've got all kinds of stuff to help you sleep, help you feel better. Um, a lot of cool little products here. So kind of getting into that health and wellness section on uh, on the website there at some point or within, you know, within things. So check them out online, Revital Outdoors. Probably going to try to have one of those guys on in the next uh, week or two to talk a little bit more about their products and um and what they're all about so excited to have them on we do have a fun show for you guys tonight the one and only mr brandon lester is going to join us i love how jason pops back up in our text threads but when you invite him to the podcast there's a no show i mean what what the hell jason i mean you want to be involved but you just can't push the button so and and we're late enough tonight that he shouldn't have an excuse of not being able to make it. Zero so excuse. Not- now, I know he's had to entertain Brendan Lester all day at the Phoenix plant. I get it, right? I understand. Dude, you can jump on and say hi, right? I mean, come on. It, it ain't that big of a deal. So, but um, anyway, so, but that's uh, that's par for the course. Uh, Father's Day coming up this weekend. Big day, Daddy's Day. KG's going to the beach, David. So uh, happy Father's Day to you, brother. <laughs> Better you than me at this point. But um, any big plans for Father's Day, boys? David, what what does Daddy want to do on Father's Day? Me, I, I don't know. It's just another day for me for the you most part. You always act so. shocked when I ask you questions. Like, I don't know you're there. Like, so. no, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I even asked the wife, Hey, what's the plan for this weekend? Just so at least I know. Cause more than likely my wife hates driving on the highway. So I'll be the chauffeur if we go do something. So at least I know where we're going to go. If I, especially, well, I mean, fortunately I don't have to worry about like, like the $300 gas bill just to fill up my car. But, um, you know, I would like at least to have an idea of how, how my day and my, you know, at least my schedule should be, but no, she doesn't, she's kept me out of the loop. So 
it, it, I'll just go along with the flow with whatever happens. All right. How about you, KG? Any any big plans down at the beach for Father's Day? Uh, my goal is to do as little as possible. I, I can see you doing that too. I can see that uh, that working out for you. Exactly. So, well, good. I don't know what we're going to do. I know we're going to see uh, my father-in-law at some point in time, so that'll be fun, but uh, we'll we'll do that. But if you're looking for some Father's Day items, right, you need, you need some, some last-minute shopping deals for Father's Day, of course. Um, folks just mentioned Revital Outdoors, revitaloutdoors.com. That'd be a good place to start as well, get your dad started on some CBD stuff. Um, Costa, hard to beat a good pair of Costa sunglasses this time of year. Some new styles are out right now. You can check those out at costadelmar.com. Um, one of my favorites, and KG can attest to this, GoPro. The new Hero 10s are out, right? So they're coming back into stock pretty good. Check out a GoPro. Get that. I had a couple guys ask me, hey, I want a GoPro for Father's Day. What do I tell my wife to get? I just sent them a link. I said, here, just, just get a 10. You'll be happy. You, you'll be good and go from there. Of course, our friends at Strike King and Lose, they've got all kinds of fun stuff. Just visit any tackle shop and you can find some stuff there. Sportsman's Warehouse gift cards. Go to sportsman's.com, get a gift card. Uh, my son gave me a Sportsman's gift card last year, which was very nice to to get. Um, surprise dad with a trick step. KG, how about a trick step? Could you use a trick step on your new boat? Uh, I, well, mine will come with a trick step because it's like one of the first things that I ask for when I'm filling out my list of options on the boat. Okay. All right. And I know there are some folks, and, and we've talked about this before, there are some folks that say, well, you know, I've got an older boat. They don't make one for my boat. That's wrong, right? Mark makes them for any boat, every boat, every boat possible. So, um, heck, I'm probably going to have to have him make like a set of stairs up the side of my utility trailer for production, right, to get to the roof, to put internet satellites and everything else on it but um you he can, can do it he can do a it. picture in a few dimensions and he'd probably have that thing knocked out in no time that's right he can do it he's, he's going to make one for my ski boat this year that's going to be a neat deal so make sure you check those guys out um of course uh dometic dometic.com uh coolers drinkware um i just filled up our you'll love this i filled up our um electric cooler in the trailer today get us hydrated for the weekend right now the guys at Black Rifle Coffee, and that's a good one too. You can you can you know join Dad in the Coffee Club. Uh, use code BLASTOFF25 to get some a discount there. But uh, they are not affiliated with this show whatsoever. We just know a few guys. But Ian from Black Rifle last week, he said, "Hey, y'all need to, uh, a refill, you know, on on your energy drinks." And I'm like, "Well, sure, why not?" Well, dude, he filled up one whole side of my cooler. Right? I mean, it's full. I had room for about eight monsters in there, David. That's about it. But I put 60, 60, 60 bottles of water, <clears throat> big bottles of water, in the other side of the cooler for this weekend, KG. So 60 bottles of water in there. We're ready to go. We'll be good. Check them out, Dometic.com. We'll, we'll probably need at least 59 of them. We'll, we'll drink them all. <laughs> I've got, I got 40 more. I got forty more sitting there beside it. So when one comes out, one goes back in, right? Because we'll 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 have to we'll have to drink them all. That's for sure to stay uh, to to stay hydrated. And of course, um, like I said earlier, all kinds of neat stuff out there. So make sure you check out Dad's Day and get him all fixed up. What's on your list, Dave? Was there anything that you gave your kids or gave a list to anybody for Father's Day, or is it just always a surprise to you? Um, I think like 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 Christmas. 
not that I have everything that I want, but more than likely if I want something, I end up getting it. So nothing specific, but there's, uh, I'm pretty sure there's some non-expensive or inexpensive options out there that would still be a, a pleasant surprise. Sure, sure. Don't get dad a tie this year, guys. Go to no. sportsmans.com, get him a gift card, right? Go, you know, get him some striking and loose baits, get him some bait fuel. I know we, we we did hear about some new bait fuel stuff coming up, you know, this year. Um, get him some Exxon bait, some rod gloves. Who who can't who wouldn't want want rod gloves for Father's Day, right? I mean, they've got the new ones with the uh, the dipped the what? bottom. The who? The rod gloves. They've got new ones where it's got the you know the the bottom part is kind of dipped so yeah. that your hooks don't get tangled on the bottom with in the in the netting. So I looked up the other day. They don't have in the regular set, but they've got them though. They're wow. new. Okay. All right. Check those guys out. Rock Love. Get you get you some stuff. KG, what about you? Anything on your uh, your wish list for Father's Day? I, I did not make a list. I didn't either. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, just thought I'd ask. I mean, just throwing it out there. Just trying to make conversation. You guys are pretty quiet tonight. So I mean, I you know, I pretty much, if there's something I want or need, I pretty much just get it anyway. So get it. That's right. Yeah. You. If I don't get what I want for Father's Day, I'll just go buy it myself and then <laughs> I'm, I'm covered. Happy Father's Day. You pay yourself I mean, on the back and keep on going, right? Yeah, that's pretty much me. <laughs> I, I agree. So I got a notification today from Amazon that 15 items are going to be delivered tomorrow. And I'm like, what did I order 15 items up? I don't even know. But apparently I bought myself some for Father's Day and I'll find out what it is. I'm sure it's like more GoPro cables or something right that i've forgotten about but uh i didn't get it we, we it's not it's not not running tonight but come next week we'll have a brand new podcast set up in terms of some uh some new equipment in here we're gonna out with the old in with the new type of thing so a notification that shipped today from our friends at bnh i think i own stock in bnh now or at least i should as much stuff as I've, as I've bought from B&H Photo Video this year. But um, got a lot more to go, that's for sure. So we're going to take a quick little break, though, right now. When we come by, we're going to welcome in your Whataburger Pickwick champ, Whataburger Bassmaster Elite Pickwick champ, Mr. Brandon Lester. And I was going through some of his stats today, and they're pretty freaking staggering for a kid that's been in this in this game for about eight years on the pro side of things, right? Just, lives just right up the road from us, KG, right up here in Fayetteville, Tennessee, yep. Uh, yep. close to Winchester. Uh, I know he was at the Phoenix Boats plant today or yesterday doing a lot of signings and uh, autographs and picture taking, had his boat up there and his trophy, all that stuff. And I see his wife, Kim, has got a new centerpiece for her dining room table now in that Bassmaster Elite Series. So we'll ask him about that. He just got back from the beach. We'll see if he can give KG some pointers on what to do and what not to do and uh, find out more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. 
Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Today, brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Of course, you pair that charger up with a set of Relyon lithium batteries, the only lithium battery you need. Find out more at relyonbattery.com. Use code Angler's Channel for 10% off your next purchase. Excited to welcome in your winner, your champ from the Whataburger. Bassmaster Elite Series event on Pickwick, Mr. Brandon Lester. How many Whataburgers have you had in your life, Brandon Lester? I would say uh, probably maybe a total of 10. <laughs> they actually gave us one the third day uh, backstage. It was the third day or the fourth. Yeah, it was the third day. We were waiting. They held us all until the end. So they gave me and Cox and several other guys a Whataburger. They're pretty dang good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat that. Free food and the smell of fish. I mean, that's got that's that's got to be a good combination there. So, <laughs> after working hard all day, that that thing was pretty good because I usually don't take the time to eat a whole lot. I might eat a sandwich throughout the day, but uh, I scarfed it down. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, 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 I promise you. Well, talk about working hard. I mean, looking over this deal, your second win of 2022 and you're just I, I was going through some stats here earlier and i and of course you know ronnie moore on live last week or week before last kind of went through a bunch of this stuff as well but your eighth year on tour 122 tournaments with bass seven classic 91 times in the money dude 91 times in the money two wins eight top fives 24 top tens and you've had 62 top 30s. Over half of your finishes have been top 30s, Brendan Lester. That's incredible, dude. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it, I don't know. I guess consistency is just something that I've always strived for, man. And, and honestly, that may be why I don't have more wins up until this point. I've just 
I don't know, you know, everybody has their own fishing style on the Elite Series and, and stuff. And I, I've just always wanted to be a guy that remained consistent. You know, I, I feel like as long as you're catching fish, you're generating bites, you're doing your job, eventually those wins are going to come. And, and thankfully, they, they finally are a little bit. But sure. No, that's what I've always strived for is, is consistency, for sure. Well, you were... Uh one of the most consistent at uh, at Pickwick, the only guy, the only angler to weigh 20-plus pounds each day of the event, uh, which was uh, which is a, a big feat in itself. But let's talk about uh, talk about Pickwick a little bit. How was practice leading up to this event? It was good. You know, I mean, just to kind of, if, if anybody doesn't know, I live a couple of hours away from Pickwick, just depending on which end I wanted to put in at anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours and 15 minutes, I can be there. And I, I don't spend a ton of time over there. I certainly wouldn't call it my home lake, but I have spent a good deal of time over there over the years, particularly working on my ledge fishing game, because honestly, I feel like now that Kentucky Lake is not what it used to be, I feel like Pickwick Lake is probably the best ledge fishing lake on the TVA chain. I, in my opinion. Sure. Um, so, but as far as practice, I, I had a decent practice. You know, I, I spent the first couple of days looking at a lot of that more community stuff where I've caught them in the past and I knew where some schools probably would be. So I looked at a lot of that stuff. And then by the third day of practice, I was kind of looking for some sneakier stuff. You know, I wanted to look at some stuff that was maybe a little bit shallower than I saw a lot of guys were looking. And I thought maybe there might still be a little bit of a shad spawn deal going on or something that I may have missed. So, you know, I uh, I started looking around and sure enough, that third morning, I found that special little spot that if you watch Bassmaster Live, I'm sure you saw it. Oh, yeah. I would just get off to a blistering start every morning and that really set the tone, man. It really did. And Without that spot, I, I don't know that we'd be having this, this conversation because I still think I could have had a good tournament, but getting off to that 18-plus pounds every single morning was a huge deal. I mean, I would make some calls later in the day on day two, three, and four, but uh, having that spot was and having it all to myself was right. one of the keys, definitely. Well, day one uh, ended up in fifth, fifth place with 21.6, and you were a pound out of the lead. Day two, you moved up to the lead with 20 pounds, 7 ounces, gave you 41.13. Then day three, 21.6, um, again, uh, for 63.3, and had a three-and-a-half-pound lead, basically. You, you've been in this position going into day four before. Right. I mean, you've been in the lead and a lot of things are, you know, about to fall into place for you. Then something happens. Was there anything? What What were the nerves going out on on Sunday morning for the for, for this event? I, this one felt a little bit different. I'll be honest. Uh, every other time I've ever been in that position, it's either been like I, I was going to have to change. I was going to have to do something different. I was out of fish. This one, I felt pretty confident that I still had enough fish. And I felt like as long as I went and I did my job and kept my cool, um, I wasn't really nervous, man. I, I just, I was anxious to get going, you know, more, more than anything. But uh, I knew I still had enough fish and I, I knew I just had to go out there and put my head down and, and not let any of the distractions um, 
come in and, and again, you know, getting off to a, a fast start again on day four. I think by 7.51, I looked at my clock and I already had like 17 pounds in the boat. So that really gave me a big sigh of relief pretty quick, having that quick limit, and then made some big calls later in the day. How many different spots did you run on day four? Um, obviously, you, you started on that little sneaky spot, but how many other spots did you have for day four? I had one other spot they showed up on on day three that I made two really critical calls on on that last day. I caught a six-pounder, and I also caught like a four-pound smallmouth off of that spot. Um, but I fished a total that, that fourth day. I probably fished a total of six places or so because there were only ten guys out there on that ten other or nine other competitors. Um, so that freed up a lot of that community stuff that I had not had to fish all week. So I did hit a couple of those places throughout the day just because I'd go by them. There wasn't a boat on them. I knew there was fish there. Um, so I fished a couple of those, but those really didn't didn't play any kind of a role. I caught a couple of small ones off a couple of those places. Um, but really, when it, when it came down to it, it was two really good places that, that really won the tournament for me. Okay. All right. KG? Go back to day one. I think day one, if I remember right, uh, Score Tracker had you at most of what you weighed by like eight thirty in the morning. It's called bass, I, I'm assuming it's called you, Bass Track, KG. Yeah, it's called it's okay. called Bass Track. We don't have Score Tracker on on the bass side. It's 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 Bass Track. So sorry, I, he, I just he to, won't be here after this show, Brandon. I apologize. So no, it, for, for CB's reaction, it was perfect. Yeah, it was. <laughs> So it, it looked like you had most of what you weighed about like eight thirty in the morning. I'm assuming it was that you know that spot that you started on every morning. Did, did you stay there to protect it, or did you move off, or what? What was going through your mind at that point of what you need to do to protect that area? Yeah. So by like eight fifteen on the first morning, I already had all of the twenty one. I think it was twenty one six. I weighed the first day. I had every bit of that. I caught it all that first. The first day I caught it all up that first spot. And I was faced with a big decision at that point. You know, I was like, well, do I sit here all day and just put my boat on spot lock and try to protect this spot and let every local and every tournament guy that runs up and down this river see me? Or there were no boats around at the time. I didn't have any spectators at the time. I had done my work quick enough that no media boats had gotten to me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the heck out of here and hope and pray that nobody... uh, picks up on you know mm-hmm. because obviously it, it's a public river and, and I've, I've, been, I've been down this road before you know i mean um people like to fish on the tennessee river and that's okay um so i knew but I, I was faced with a big decision and i decided after that first morning just to go ahead and leave it um and and thankfully it worked out all four days very cool the um Having going out of going out of counts, Tennessee versus Florence, where was where, where were these spots in relations to to the ramp? I mean, is it stuff you've not fished before, stuff you've been to before, things you you've seen? I know we're on a different end of the lake than what we normally are. So, yeah, I, I knew a lot of the, just from history there. A lot of the good legends are in that mid lake region. You know, Yellow Creek, Bear Creek, right yeah. around in there. And and I noticed in practice the further I went toward the Natchez Trace Bridge and even a little bit further, the less competitors' boats I would see. And there are still 
I kind of felt like, and and that third day of practice after noticing that, that's where I spent a lot of my time. Um, I had a couple of really good holes right there around that mouth of Bear Creek and that area, and I had I had spots that had schools on them all the way down by camp. Um, but that that sneaky spot was up there in that Natchez, Natchez Trace Bridge area, uh, and. You know, it, it just kind of worked out that it was a shallower place, you know, four to five feet on top, and it only rolled off into about seven or eight feet. So it was a lot shallower than your more traditional right. ledge fishing place. And I think that's why it kind of got overlooked. And there's a lot more of that shallower ledge type stuff up on that part of the river. Sure, sure. How much time island mapping, scanning did you, did you spend during practice looking for these kind of things? I would say I, I spent 11 to 12 hours in the water every day, and I would say I spent 80%, 75 to 80% of my practice just idling and looking, just because that's, I just know from experience on the Tennessee River, if, if you want to find stuff, that's how you find it. I right. know it's hard to do. I mean, it, it gets boring as all get out. When you see a school, Gosh, the fishermen in you, we all just love to catch them, you know. You, you see them, you want to spin around and catch them. But sure. I, I just know from experience, the more the more stuff you've got, the better off you are because you never know what's going to happen during the tournament. There, there may be three boats on this hole and four boats on that hole, and, you know, that, that next little spot you idle might have the winning school on it. You know, it's funny. We, we've spent, what, KG, the last – two of the last three weeks on Wheeler and Gunnersville filming, you know, team tournament stuff and single day events. And you hear guys talk about all the time that, you know, they just school wasn't there. They disappeared. And they only had one or two spots lined up and that's just for a one day deal. So, uh, you know, how many, how many, like in a, in a tournament like Pickwick, how many different places or how many different schools would you do you feel comfortable with when you're done with practice after three days and, and you know and you head back to the to, to the ramp and get ready for the tournament is is there a number of how many schools or places that you feel comfortable with you know to to do well and to catch fish all four days i would say to feel comfortable maybe at, at least 10 if you're going all in on right the fishing thing uh at pickwick i had 20 to 25 different places that had uh, that had good schools on them. And when I say schools, I'm talking anywhere from 10 fish schools to two, two to 300 fish schools, sure. you know, white, white bass and bass included. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of that community stuff and then some, some smaller schools and stuff too. just depends on the spot. But man, I, you can just never have too much because you just never know how it's going to go. The, the first day I was boat number 80. So I did not have a good boat draw. Right. So I, that kind of was another part of the strategy. When I got to that first spot, the little sneaky spot, and nobody was there, and I was boat 80, I had a pretty good feeling nobody else had found it. Because, I mean, thanks to mapping, electronics, and everything else these days, there's nothing secret anymore, anywhere. On, there's not. Especially on Tennessee there's River. Not. So. Yeah, no, there's not. And, I, I mean, it might be secret for a little while, but the first time a few people see you sitting on it, they're going to look at their map and they're going to see what it is. And, you know, and that's just kind of an accepted practice on the Tennessee River anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's, that's the new, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking anybody. No, uh. it's just kind of, it's just kind of the new norm, you know, it's, 
we're all out there learning and and uh, yeah, you're right. There there are just no secrets, man. There's not. <laughs> go ahead, Kenneth. Go ahead. Well, since we're kind of on the the no secrets topic, what what we're starting to see now uh, is guys really changing their techniques when they get there. Uh, it, either it's going through a lot of different options to try to figure out what the fish bite, or or really coming up with something completely different that you hadn't seen before. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you prepared for this tournament, what your bait selection was, and and what is your process for trying to figure out what's going to trigger the bite or get the most bites. Yeah, going back to spending so much time idling in practice, that other 25, 20, 25% of the time I spent actually fishing, that's what I was doing, was trying to figure out a bait that I could consistently get bit on, trying to kind of figure out the fish's activity level. Um, and every school is a little bit different every day, just to kind of give you a rundown. The first thing I do when I'm – most of the time I'm going to idle a school. Now, that shallow school was a little different. I don't like to idle those shallow schools that are, say, 12 feet or shallower. I like, right. If I know a school's there in 12 feet or shallower, I'm probably just going to pull up and fish. But if they're deeper, I like to idle them first and see how they're set up. Um, if they're set up in a tight school close to the bottom, I'm pretty sure I can catch those fish cranking. Uh, if they're more spread out, if they're sitting way high up off the bottom, I may need to throw a swim bait. But 90% of the time, when I first roll up to a spot, I'm kind of going to take the school's temperature, I like to say. I'm going to find out, are they in a chasing me? First thing I'm going to do most of the time is throw a big crankbait in there, like a 6XD, 8XD, something like that. Because I feel like if I can get them to bite that, I'm fishing for the biggest fish in the school. Uh, and I'll give that eight or ten casts. If I can't get them fire up, fired up and get them going, I may throw a swim bait in there or a big scrounger in there a time or two. may throw a hair jig in there. And then pretty soon after, if they hadn't bit any of that stuff pretty quick, I'm going to go to a Nico rig or a drop shot, something more finesse. Um, and most of the time, if you're going to get them to bite, one of those things will get them to bite. You know, it's just hard for me to say ledge fishing, and, and, and then we start talking Nico rigs and finesse and things like that. I know it's going that way, and it's been going that way for a long time. It's just, you know, I'm I'm used to 6XD, 8XD, 10XD, big Carolina rig, big worm, something, right? I mean, just your old school, you know, and, June and tactics. Dude, you're, so. you're just like me. We're so close to Gunnersville. We spent so much time there. We know what it was like <laughs> in the good old days when you fire that one-ounce yes. jig in there. And you hop it, and it just locks up, you know. <laughs> but it just ain't like that no more. I'm just telling nope. you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I want. Let's go back to that, please. That was fun. Oh, please. I know. I agree. You fire your bastards in there, and it never makes it to the bottom. No. It, you know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it that yeah. thing that thing hits and turns towards deeper water, and you're like, I I can't move him. Right. He's, he's taking yep. me with him. So it's yep. just that's right. But no, you're right. I mean, we are seeing the finesse stuff, and I, and I like the finesse stuff too. It's just it's hard to think about that this time of year for some guys. It is. Yeah, I agree, but I, I mean, I'm just saying I talked about it a little bit on live, you know, you saw, saw a lot of guys throwing the big spoons and going back and watching some of the live, just, just to kind of learn what other guys were doing, you know. Sure. Um, the 10XDs and, and all that, and yes, those fish feed on big gizzards, yeah, they do, but they're very keyed in on those two, and they better be pretty wound up uh, and pretty 
pretty triggered before you can get on the bike, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot. You went back and watched some of it. What did you, what did you learn from watching some of that? Um, I, I, I think I need to play around with that big spoon a little bit more. Honestly, I could count on one hand the amount of fish I've caught on one of those big, like magnum sized spoons. It's just not something that I've played around with at home. Right. Um, and I, I think I'll probably order some and, and play around <laughs> with it some more. You know, I, I'm just, I, I'm a student of the game, dude. I, it's, I, I love it. I just, I want to learn. I want to be good at everything. You know, you know th- that's, it, it kind of goes back to my, my old school ways too. That's a fun bite when it's on. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you got all that stuff laying there. And I know in my mind this time of year, I know that Carolina rig is going to do me some damage, right? It's going it's gonna, right. it's gonna to do me some good. And it's just hard to pick up that spoon sometimes for me. But when they're on it, they're on it, and it's, and it's a lot of fun to do. But I think it's probably the same with the Nico rig or anything like that. It's like, yeah, I probably need to put this down and do that. It's kind of like, you know, when they when they told you how, how when, when you when you were young and they taught you how to, to fish a jig and they said just take everything else out of the boat and put a jig right in there and just go fish a jig, right? And you, you learn how to do that. It's it's probably the same, the, you know, the same uh, mentality with that. But. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, it all goes back to confidence and what's your confidence in. I mean, my bait rotation is probably completely different than than a lot of other ledge guys. I probably pick up a spinning rod a lot quicker than a lot of guys do but I, I've, I've done it quite a bit and it, you just get to a point where you can tell most of the time if, if you're going to get a school to fire on something big like that it's it's probably going to be within the first 10 or 12 casts that you're there sure unless you're just camped out on it you know a lot of times if you camp out on it now you, you might be there when the current kicks up and all of a sudden they go into a feeding frenzy and then you can catch them on whatever you want to sure sure Okay. That that still comes back to what we say lots of times. It's it's time on the water, so you you know you you pull up what you're comfortable with based on what you've experienced with your time on the water. Yeah, you, you yeah. just mentioned Absolutely. the spoon that you don't have much time on the water. That's something now that you may spend some time learning. You'll learn it, and then the next time you get in the, in the situation, you'll be better prepared to maybe utilize it along with your other techniques that you're already comfortable with. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. That is for sure, but always keep those things in your back pocket that you're confident in. You know, whether it's a drop shot or a Nico or a big jig or whatever it is, always, always keep those. You know, I think that's important because everybody's got to have that bite getter. When things get tough, I know I can get some bites on this. Right, right. All right, David, you've been you've been wanting to ask a question for a while now. So, well, so. Brandon, I'm from Wisconsin. We're talking about time on the water. So I get lucky if I get six or seven months to even play with anything. But um, so like talking about playing, like uh, we started, well, I started playing with that vicious line this year. And I want to get your take of your, your approach of what line you use for this particular one with like the square bill. looks like you're using the 100% fluoro. It looks like you're using the pro elite for the six eggs. But uh, share your approach about why you chose those particular lines and uh, for those applications. Yeah, for the most part, um, I've been using Vicious my whole career, I, nine years now. Uh, great line. I love those guys. Family-owned company. It's just, just great guys to work with. Um, for the most part, I use the 100% for most of my um, moving bait applications, and then I use the, the Pro Elite for most of my like hard hook set applications, for the most part. 
Uh, for instance, over there on the the striking 4.0, the big square bill on the shallow spot, I used 15 pound vicious 100% fluoro. Um, I threw a football jig a little bit. I used 17 pound pro leaf fluoro. Um, you know, so that's that's typically how I do that. On my like six XDs, I use 12 pound 100% fluoro. Um, I find that uh, the uh, the pro elite is a little bit bigger in diameter. Um, and I, I think it just holds up to a hard hook set. Not that the 100% won't take it because it will, but it's just a, it's a confidence thing, and I've used that line forever, and that's that's kind of my system. That's how I do it. Now, on my Nico rig, I use the Vicious No Fade Braid, the high-vis yellow right. and 10-pound, uh, and then I'll use, uh, last week I was using a 10-pound um, Pro Elite fluorocarbon leader is what I was using. And I'll vary that depending on the situation. If we go up north smallmouth fishing, I may drop down to six pound or eight pound. And, and sometimes I'll even go up to 12 pound if I'm on a place like Lake Fork or Santee, uh, somewhere like that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we've been using yeah. the vicious stuff this year and it's, uh, it's, it's been, we we've converted KG. I think he's starting to move. Uh, Kenny's starting to move to a lot more vicious lineup there, aren't you, Bud? I, I have. <laughs> yeah. I, he don't want to give I, away I, too I, many I, secrets, right? I so. I agree with a lot of what he said. That's 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 a lot of what I found. You know, and I've I've tested. Uh, you know, the new tour as well. I've used some some of that. It's it's, it's really good line. But uh, I from what I found, it's similar to what Brandon has, has just said. I, I probably should have just called him first since he's been using it a long time. It would have yeah. probably cut down on some of my experimentation, but he would know. So yes, he, <laughs> he would know. So, I mean, and I, you know, you look at, you look at some of your sponsors, dude, of course, Phoenix. And then I just saw your post from, uh, from the beach. I mean, didn't suck either. Win a hundred grand and go to the beach for a week. Right. No, that was, and that was a, uh, we already had that plan. We've had that plan for like six months. Pretty damn right. good timing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I just didn't want anybody to think. I was like, oh, 100 grand. Let's go to the beach for a week. It, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't quite work out. You were already packed up, right? Girls yeah, were ready to go. We, we so. actually, yeah, we actually left straight from there and, and got to the beach that night. But, no, we, we had a great time. It was awesome. And I appreciate everybody being patient with me on doing these kinds of things right here i know everybody everybody wanted to talk to me and i wanted to talk to everybody but uh you know everybody understands that family time is important I, I appreciate everybody being patient with me absolutely well last uh, last couple of questions fourth place in angle of the year right now i mean having a tremendous year dude i mean you really are what's the what's the goals for the remainder of the year going up north man it, it has been an amazing year and i, I was telling him my wife it, it feels like i should be like leading angler of the year like I, i'm having the best year i've ever had but Polnick, man it, <laughs> it's so crazy i i won but cox and Polnick are both in the top 10 with me so i didn't gain any ground right you know? but um it, still man i still want to finish as strong as i possibly can you know i mean you want you want to finish as high in aoy i mean it's i'm not it's not impossible that I couldn't still win it, but it's not probable. I mean, Paul Nick, he's got a, a good lead. He's a great angler. He, I don't expect him to falter one bit. But either way, man, I, I just want to finish out the year, keep riding that momentum. And for the most part, most of all, just keep having fun on the water, dude, because I'm, I'm at a place in my career 
in my life, everything. I'm I'm just happy. You know sure. what I mean? Everything everything's going good and it's, it's it's all good. Well, you know, it's it's funny. And I can say this. I've known you for a long time, and um, I was I was you know on the on the elite series and, and running around you know with all the events when you kind of first cool. came on when you kind of first came on tour. And I mean, I've met a lot of guys over my twenty plus years in in the industry, and there's some that you meet and you're like, okay, this guy's going to be here a year. This guy might last two or three, but you just had that that air about you that that feeling about you that i mean dude i'm gonna go fishing let my let my fishing speak for me or you know you know talk for me and and do my thing and to me um and this is just you know way i felt about it when i first met you you're gonna be around for a while and um you weren't gonna go anywhere and it's been a lot of fun to watch you know these um you know in the media side we really can't have favorites but dude i've known you for a long time and you're right up the road from me and it's like we always will always look to see where you are you know and yeah. you know see how you're doing and whatnot so to say i didn't you know spend a lot of time watching live on sunday i spent a lot of time watching live on sunday making sure that you know <laughs> you got that deal done but it was uh, it was cool to see and uh very very proud of you but Looking ahead, I know we're still a few events away from the classic, but dude, classics in Knoxville. I mean, you're pretty good in your home state right now, so wouldn't wouldn't hurt to, you know, do do some good come March in in, uh, in Knoxville there, would it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely very excited about that one. Um, again, a place that I don't have a ton of experience on, but the last time we had the classic there, I, I was I think I finished sixth, maybe. Right, it was somewhere in the top ten. So, you know, it's a place I like. Uh, I feel like I understand it, especially that time of the year. So definitely looking forward to that one. And, and I'm not usually a guy that does a lot of pre-practicing or anything like that, but I may go over there a little bit in, in December this year and kind of look around and look at some stuff that I haven't looked at in the past because it's, it's a pretty big animal. You know, you got Fort Loudon, you've got Teleco, and, and as we've seen there, it can be worn on either lake. So. Right. They go over there and do some more looking around, but definitely excited about that one. That Knoxville Classic taking off right there in downtown, running by the Stadium. Just, oh gosh, I, I, I can't tell you how proud it makes me. You know, being from Tennessee, it was just uh, – it was an awesome event. I'm looking forward to having it there again for sure. Well, it was kind of funny. One of the first uh, stories I get from Guck um, from Dynamic Sponsorships there from uh, from the event was you uh, and I think it was you and Swindle and you're wearing a Tennessee hat. And Swindle's wearing a Bama hat, and I thought, here yeah. we go, right? Here we go. And you're, I'm, you know, and I'm a big fan of your baseball team there at Tennessee. A friend of mine, uh, his son pitches for you guys. I, I, I was, you know, following along with that up until this weekend. But I mean, it's like the baseball team was winning then you won that was a pretty good week pretty good weekend for uh for, for the home state there for sure so yeah yeah definitely so, definitely <laughs> so. well bud i will uh we'll let you go oh, i'm sorry can I just get one more question come on kg i've got, got one more thing you got father's day coming up oh. so when when you won the tournament and you're up on stage and your family's up there to me the best quote was from your wife she flat she just said you just proved to your daughters that dreams do come true. I thought that was so profound. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I, I guess, uh, man, that's, <laughs> that's kind of a tough one. Um, 
the trophy's great. It really is. I've, I've got it right here in my office right now. I'll cherish it forever. The hundred grand is, is great, but this is an expensive game. I'll spend it somewhere down the road. So sure. I'll pay a couple bills off and, and it'll go away. I hope, I hope when people look at me, I hope they see that guy, you know, the, the family man that, that has his priorities right, um, works hard and, and every once in a while gets to reap the rewards. That, that would mean more to me than, than any trophy. And I mean that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, brother, go enjoy your family. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the next what about a month you got off? It looks like three yeah. three and a half weeks to a month or so. So, enjoy your time off and um, stay out of trouble. Congratulations again. Thanks for your time tonight, and uh, I imagine we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you, thank you guys for having me on. We'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll see you. See you. Bye. Well, guys, there he is. Your Whataburger champ. KG's a big Whataburger fan, David, if you didn't know. Well, you, you know, you and I live in North Alabama. We do. We have not had Whataburgers here very long, but there's They're good. there's one here in, in Decatur where I live, and there's one in Huntsville now. So I eat it pretty frequently. Hey, uh, some, there was one event that we were at, I forget where we were, and you were coming in on Friday night and you're like, y'all hungry. And I'm like, well, we can always eat. And next thing I know, a bag of Whataburgers show up at the house or the hotel where we're staying. And, uh, so that was, that's my first Whataburger. I got to have some more that you're right. So they're pretty good. It was either, it was either Lay Lake or Jordan. It may have been, yeah, it may have been Jordan. It was Jordan. We sat there and ate at the hotel because we were so late and you, you, you came in and brought into us. So we appreciate that. But, uh, Brandon Lester, your Whataburger champ, elite series pickwick champ. Great dude. Good dude. Known him for a long time. Known Kim for a long time. Very, very happy for him. So that was a great win. Glad he got it done. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know that he'll win AOY this year. But boy, I tell you what, he's gonna make he's gonna make those guys ahead of him really uncomfortable. I have a feeling. So I could I, I I'd love to see him win it, but I think there's probably a second place there in his future, if I had to guess. So Well, he'll certainly be in the hunt till the end. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So we're gonna take a quick little break. We come back, we'll do your fully loaded you pick them tobacco free chew picks, tournaments, your sportsman's um news and your yeah, well, we'll just do it all. Shit, I don't even know anymore. We just we're all we're all confused and backwards on the, on this podcast. But y'all hang tight. Right back with more right here on the Anglers Channel. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill. Honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. 
whether day or night. I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Time for some fully loaded You Pick 'em Dad's Day Top Dad You Pick 'ems uh, here. Brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse and Sportsman's.com. Kenny's going to film the Fish with Thrift winner this week. Going to be fishing on Lake Norman. Um, be a hot day. I told him to go early and end, end early. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to fish with, uh, we're going to film with Brian this week. That's going to be good. Um, our buddy Henry Engler. Henry got an early Dad's Day gift from us, courtesy of David. He got a $25 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card, a sportsmans.com e-gift card. So congratulations, Henry. He already sent me an email. He got it, sent me an email. I need to find it. He says, uh, Chris, I hope your wife's continuing to recover from her back surgery. Thanks for the gift card. I really enjoy the podcast and the website. I am the stereotypical bass fishing fan, southern, old, white, and male. To me, the Bassmaster Classic is the biggest event in the sports every year. As people around here would say, I'm eat up with professional bass fishing. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Henry. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate you, buddy. Congratulations on the gift card and happy freaking Father's Day. So how about that? All right, let's, uh, David, let's run through some you pickles real quick. How about that? What you got? So first one up is the Bassmaster Striking College event on the Saginaw Bay and they, I think they caught nine uh, nine fish, but they the winning team was Brian Linder and Nathan Thompson from Minnesota State Mankato with 44 pounds and three ounces. 44-3 uh, for the win there. Our buddy Brenton Godwin, fishes from Montevallo, did not have a very good event, so I'm not sure we'll see him this week in KG, but uh, he'll probably be fishing the wild card out on Logan Martin trying to qualify for that that uh, championship over on Winya Bay. But... Uh, for the fully loaded you pick him, Stanley Carper grabs the win at 4402. Had a lot of close calls this week, right? Stanley Carper 4402 for two points. John Slavin grabs second place at 4208. And then um, our own David Jong, 3104 for the AC points. So uh, congratulations, Stanley. A lot of guys close. And if you're wondering what I mean by close, right? If you're just tuning tuning into the podcast, if you if you if you win the weight, right, if you're the closest without going over, it's two points. Second place is, is, is a single point. But if you nail it, like dead on, nail it on the head, it's a full three points that you get. And that goes a long way. Just ask some of our past winners. They'll tell you. So, all right, CBA on Chick, we do not have results for just yet, do we? Not uh, yet. I might have it here shortly. Uh-oh, okay. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll come back to it. We'll see how that goes. All right, so how about uh, – Texas team trail on Choke Canyon. Yep. So they had their championship event, and the winning team over two days of fishes is Shane Campbell and Wyatt Frankens. They caught 47 43 for the W. And I'm talking about close calls. John Cunningham, 47 29 for first place in the fully loaded. You pick them. 
then David Wilder with 47-22. And uh, again, David Jong, 37-45. I missed a couple of these, but like I was like an ounce over or two ounces over. I wasn't far. KG was nowhere close to any of them, but we're not going to go there right now. So, all right, how about the BFL on the Potomac or Potomac? So, Potomac BFL, uh, and I guess the weights were a little bit bigger than what I thought. I, I And for sure what I entered, but Jeff Mallott or Mallett caught 24 pounds and four, I'm sorry, 20 pounds and four ounces to take the win on the Potomac River. So, 20 pounds, four ounces. Andrew Hatfield, again, 20 pounds, three ounces for Andrew Whoa. for the U, for the fully loaded you pick and win. Dana Watkins grabs second place with 19.7. And um, old blonde girl behind the scenes grabs a point there at 18.10. So, she's uh, back in the game there. Uh, if you're scoring at home, that's two for David and one for blonde girl. All right. How about BFL on Neely Henry? So I thought this was a little bit lower than, but then who, what do I know? I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable about Neely Henry, but Lee Black, 15 pounds and six ounces took the win on Neely Henry this past weekend. Lee Black, um, 15, six, John Patria, Mr. John Patria grabs the foil loaded. You pick them point uh, or points at 14 and a half, 14, five is what he chose. Um, and that wanted, and that's, here's the funny thing. He's the only one. Nobody finished second. Nobody won the AC point. Everybody else was over. So including Matt Lazenby, who I just found out left the great state of Alabama. He is now in Southern Indiana. And I, I, I am so sorry, Matt. I am, I am <laughs> so sorry, but uh, it's all good. So um, anyway, all right. So Alabama Bass Trail on Gunnersville. KG and I, was, I were there. KG brought you some great live from Alabama Bass Trail Live. And if you've not seen that on Saturday mornings, you got to check that out. Winner's Tournament will be on Eufaula this weekend. You can find us on their Facebook page, on their website, and on their YouTube channel. So, all right, ABT on Gunnersville, bud. So, this is way bigger than what I thought. Again, what do I know? I'm not from Alabama, but team of Jerry Hartline but and Robin. you could Robin- be soon. You could be soon. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. Hey. If it happens, it happens. But uh, Jerry Hartline, Robin Vaughn, 24 57 for the W. For the win. Should have been closer to 28 something. Um, but they lost a big one there that kind of kind of put them back. But they were able to pull off the win. Uh, Jay Holcomb grabs the, the full load you pick them point 24 32 for two points there. Brian Wilson. Second place, 2408. And I grab a point, my first one of the month, at 2325. So, congratulations to me. That's two for you, one for Blonde Girl, and one for me, which that ain't going to hold very long, big boy, just FYI. So, all right, moving on to you don't have the cast couples on Waco, do you? I don't okay. because I had to message them and they sent it to me directly. But Joe and Pam oh. Pope, Joe and Pam Pope, thirteen thirty-two for the win. Dale McCollum grabs the fully loaded tobacco free chew. You pick them point at thirteen oh seven, and again, the rest of us just suck because we all went way high and did no good whatsoever. So. 
no good at all. But um, anyway, so what uh, what else we got over there? Uh, we've got the BFL that oh, yeah. was on the on Kentucky Lake or Kentucky Barkley Lake, and the winning I'm sorry, the winner there was Jeff Defew with twenty one ten. Again, you talk about everybody scaring weights, right? Quinn Harris with a fully loaded you pick them points twenty one oh nine. David, that's a drop of water twenty one oh nine. For the uh, for the win there, when gets two points. Scott Bazette, twenty one oh three, for second place, and uh, Blonde Girl grabs another point at twenty pounds ten ounces for her. So that's two for her, two for you, one for me, zero for Jason and Kenneth. Just FYI, not <laughs> just just saying. So, all right, uh, we went through the cast. How about the Funk Buster? You got Funk Buster on Cross Lake. Yes, sir. Uh, that was one with 1933 with the team of Zach Wilson and Chad Welsh taking the win there. And uh, once again, a name that's familiar, Dana Watkins grabs a full load. You pick them points there in 1923. She grabs two. Uh, that gives her three for this event uh, for, for this week. Bob Mathis. 1898 for second and blonde girl takes the lead from us david we gotta we, we gotta we gotta fight this deal at 1910 for her so we still got one more and maybe two if kenneth's able to find the uh cba one but the one point that we know for sure the strike king big bass chance of table rock was one with a I'm going to say a measly 507 by Kent Sullivan. I thought it was going to take something bigger, but a 507 took the overall win on the striking Big Bass Challenge on Table Rock. With the fully loaded you pick points? Nobody. <laughs> Not a single soul. Everybody, matter of fact, I'm going to go back and look. Let me look and see if anybody's even close, even going over if anybody was close to it because uh, the way it looks right now, it ain't good. Nobody, nobody had, nobody had anything that was under without going over. Let me find it here. Striking Big Bass Challenge. The smallest weight was five ninety eight. So I was close. So well, and it was Matt Lasby. Yeah, it's almost Matt, a I'm pound. The point. Um, Matt Lasby was close at five ninety eight. So, but not close. Had it been like a five oh eight or a five ten. Then I might say, Matt, you're the guy. I'd give it to you, right? Five ninety eight, can't do it, dude. Just can't do it. I'm. I catch so much blowback from that. People would just be just, you know, they'd be all over me, like you know, white on rice. It'd be, it'd be bad. So it'd be bad. But that leads us to, if you go to the website, anglechannel.com, click on contests, you can find the fully loaded you pick them uh, page there and the leaderboard. Trying to pull that up. Dana Watkins, our current leader, Ooh. with three points. This is this is prior to the CBA getting announced. KG, did you find the CBA? All right. The best I can do so far is almost 22 pounds, so that's not close enough. <laughs> almost 22. That only counts <laughs> in horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, so. Pat, Patrick Hoskins and Dylan Falardo. Okay. I probably screwed up that last night. Hey, you but. know, we'll just call you Jason for a little while, so. <laughs> Five fish limit, just under 22 pounds. That's just, as close as I've got. Just under 22 <laughs> pounds. I could be 
just under 22 pounds on Chickamauga could be anything from but, 21 but you, to 21 even, you know? But so. if you're 22 and over, you know that you're busted, so. So let's see if there's anybody that's busted here. Let me see. Let me see who all's left at under 21. Under 21, let's see, under 22, you've got, well, let's put it this way. I If it's under 22, I win the point for Angler's Channel, right? Because I got 21, 25. But there's under 22, there's 18 people. There's eight. You got a one in 18 shot right now if you're under 22. Um, and I'm going to tell you, if you learn how to put your, your decimals or your dashes in there, because a comma ain't going to work or a slash ain't going to work, and some of you just spell out pounds and ounces, which is not a pounds and ounce event. <laughs> but, um, David, you're at 22, 24. You're out, right? So – um, Ted Floyd, you're at 22 even. If it's 22 even, which I highly doubt, because it says almost just, 22. It says just under just 22. Just under 22. So I'm going to go, you know, Paul Guyette's at 21.65, and then it falls down from there. I'm I'm second at 21.25. Then Ray Kirby's at 21.21. Joe Opager, did I get that right, David? 21.20. Yes, sir. Dana Watkins at twenty point seven eight. I mean, there's it, it 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 goes all the way down to Bob Matthews. I'm sorry, Warren Beard at seventeen four. So th- thanks thanks for playing, Joe. We appreciate it. Joe, we really <laughs> appreciate you playing. Because besides me and David, you're one of the most consistent mothers in this game. I appreciate you very much. So, but uh, between all, I'm gonna have to, I, I need to add Joe to our AC to the AC side, you know, and just see how he fares with us. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of afraid to actually. We don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We might not be able to compete. We don't him. do that. So we'll wait for the official results. We'll leave that one open. So there's still a point on the board for somebody. We know, I'm like, we know I'll get the point for the English channel. I'm going to go ahead and give myself that point, David, just because I, <laughs> I deserve it. So I'm going to go ahead and give myself that point just because the rest of y'all weren't anywhere close. So uh, we'll give myself that one, but we'll see what um, unless it's under, unless it's over or under twenty one twenty five, then we'll be, then we'll see. But then boys, Chickamauga, they might know how to spell or count or anything like that. So we'll see how that ends up. But uh, of course, we really never know what your what your picks are or when you when you put them in anyway. But. I put my picks in first. I don't look at anybody's picks. I, I, in all seriousness. I put mine in last, obviously. And all or not at all. <laughs> I I seriously, when I when I put it out, because David's usually I get an email that says you pick them entrant, right? So I know and I'll usually click on the first one and that one is one who gets the gift card, first or second or whatever I feel, you know, deemed necessary. But usually David and I are the first two that puts ours in. I, I put mine in when I sit the email when I sent sit the email up to, to go out. As soon as it comes to my, my, my inbox, I click. So I want that I want that, you know, that that click on in my analytics. <laughs> I know it's stupid. I click it and I fill it out right there on the spot. First thing. I don't I don't ever open the only one I open, KG, is uh, the only one I open is the first one to give the gift card away. That's it. But I don't even look at the weight. I just look at the name and the email address and I go from there. Don't even look at the weight. So I'm usually first on that deal. And uh, David's usually a close second because sometimes he'll say, I'm, I'm in, or I'll, or I'll click on the first one, and it's David. And I'm like, well, crap. So I delete that one and move on. But, um, but it all comes in through the export. When I export everything, it all comes through. So it'll be good. But congratulations, Dana Watkins, current leader. Three points, Stanley Carper second. Stanley Carper, John Cunningham, Quinn Harris, Andrew Hatfield, Jay Holcomb, John Patria, Mr. John Patria. 
second with two points apiece, and Scott Mazette, Bob Matthews, John Slavin, David Walter, Brian Wilson, and third with one point apiece. So got a little more to go. We got this week coming up with um, the MLF Pro Circuit on the James River. I, I'm going to back up. <clears throat> I did open one other one. I didn't mean to, but it turned out to be Jason's. Okay. <laughs> Which totally shocked me because he said I I put mine in so I clicked and there it was right. I'm going to reiterate this for those of you that have not put yours in yet right. You got till midnight tonight Wednesday the 15th to get this in. But the first one reads MLF Pro Circuit James River June 16th to 18th. If you read the text below it, the fine print, it's overall leaders weight after day three. So we're doing days one, two, and three which should be a pretty decent number. Right, David? Because they zero on the last day. Because they zero on the last day. Then the second entrant is James River, June 14th. Winners wait day four, one day, one day only, right? Because they, they, have, they have got me in the past, and now I'm trying to fix it. So one day, so three days. Which Jason did, I did see his weight after, I, I again, mine's already in. Let's just say he went a full four days on the second pick. So, Jason, we know you're screwed on pick number two because you just you totally <laughs> messed that one up. Then we got the wild card on Logan Martin for Bassmaster College. You've got the Fish and Stuff Extreme Team Trail. That's a one-day deal. College wild card's two-day. Extreme team, team team trails are a one-day deal. You got Alabama Bass Trail on you follow. That's a one-day deal. And the Outlaw Outdoors Father's Day Derby on Sam Rayburn, that's a one-day deal. Pay attention to pounds and ounces and pay attention to your one- and two-day or three-day events. That's a big deal. Some of y'all putting in putting in weights that have no business even being in there. Some of y'all can't find a decimal point or a dash. And, um, you know, you, you provide an example there. I do provide an example. It's probably not the best example, but I do provide an example, but y'all need to, uh, y'all need to pay attention to that. That's going to be, that's going to be a good deal. Speaking of which strike King Lure County, has anybody seen the striking.com regional bait selector? Are you getting their emails? Sign up for their email at striking.com. You'll get their, uh, their regional bait selectors every month. It's pretty accurate. Pretty good deal. I did not consult with me on the Carolina rig items they put on, which I'm a little bit pissed off about, Tom Brubaker. But, I mean, I could tell you some some Carolina rig baits to use in Zone 3 where we live. I could, I could give you some, but it's okay. He, it's okay. he might have been afraid that you might nominate some Strike King lures that aren't made anymore. Oh, they're made. You're, you're, you, you go kind of way back with Strike King. So I go way back. There may be some old school stuff. What's that, funny is, is Laura and I were somewhere a few weeks ago. Uh, we were at Caden's graduation in Auburn, of all places. And dude walks by us wearing a striking hat. And I get, like, it's old. Like, it's it's white. It's got the the, the navy and red striking logo in it. You know, number one in fishing lures across the back. And it's a white hat. Well, it used to be white. It's like <laughs> shit brown now because he's been sweating in the element heat for years. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Laura sees it, looks at me, and she goes, that's an old one. I said, yeah, I designed that one. And she's like, so it ain't that old. I said, well, it's at least 20 years old because that's how long since I've been there. Or when I started there, I started there in 2002. But I remember designing that because we used to have the teal and navy, and I remember making some or having some samples made of different colors just 
nobody really wanted to venture off into the in the path and now you look at their their logo and it's something crazy but uh regional bait selector try check that out striking.com uh and also our buddy mr kevin van dam donated five thousand dollars for 31,000 F1 fingerlings we put in the Grand Lake. KG, how many of those fingerlings got eight the first 10 minutes of the water? Uh, <laughs> may have been a few of them. Yeah, there's a Ho- few. That are hopefully the not. No, hopefully, hopefully not, not either. But uh, 31,000 F1 fingerlings going to Grand Lake. That's a pretty cool story. You can read it on the website, anglerschannel.com. And I just learned today that our buddy Kyle Wood from FLW, MLF, uh, whatever you want to call it now, has joined the fishing tackle company of Rapala VMC as a product manager. He was former senior manager of digital production at MLF. This new role, Wood will oversee the management of selected Rapala and Storm Hardbaits and Williamson Lures, also responsible for growing the company's relationship with bass anglers based on his 11 years of experience with FLW and MLF tours. For which he developed written he developed written audio and video content. So Kyle Wood, also known as Kyle Lumber on Instagram. Good dude, good friend of mine. Congratulations, Kyle. That's a that's a big hire for Rapala. Really is. I'm excited for him there. And if you've not been to Bassmaster.com yet and read, I need to link it in our socials, David, and read the Polemic story. Um, that's up on their homepage right now. Of course, uh, Cora Marie Polinick entered the world on June the 6th. And on his Instagram, Brandon was all excited that they managed to keep a, another human being alive for a week at this point, which we knew they would. Brandon, great story written by Shea Baker, a uh, longtime friend of the program. Uh, check that out. It's called Team Polinick Grows. It came out on the 14th. Uh, great, great story. Um, she's adorable. Thank God she looks like her mother um, because Brandon's ugly as sin. But very excited for them, and that's uh, that's going to be a, a really, really good – just really excited for them. I've known them for a long time. I remember back in 2015, Brandon's 10-year plan. That was about – you know, or five-year plan. And after five years, we're like, dude, your five years is up. What are you going to do? And uh, talking about getting married and having kids and everything else. So very excited for them. Great, great, great kids. I can say that because they are. So very excited for them. All right, Dad's Day coming up this weekend. KG, what have you learned this week? I know you're getting packed up. You're ready to go to the beach. You get, do you have your sand shoes? Do you have your floppy hat? Are you are you ready ready to go? Uh, I, I don't know. I may, I may just hang next to the air conditioner all week. You're more than welcome to borrow my, my cowboy hat this weekend if you'd like to. I spend so much time outdoors anyway. I mean, if I'm going to be outside, I want to be on a lake. So I may not waste outside getting hot time soaking up sun rays at the beach. You want to you want to take the inflatable kayak and do a little do a little fishing while you're down there? <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. I, it's it's there. You're welcome to it. Think about that. Let me know. So you got the you got the pedal drive for that I do thing. Have the pedal drive for it. I do have the pedal drive for it. Pedal drive. I got the pedal drive for it. Uh, I got the hand pump. You got it. You get, you get a blower for it. But the hand pump will work. But you might press and blow it up. It'd be good. You'll be in good shape. But I do have the pedal drive. I'm I'm gonna take it down next time I go. I think it's gonna be cool. I'm excited to use it. So some more. But uh, it's a neat little deal. Uh, the boat Lono Arrow. That'd be a great Dad's Day gift um, as well. Now thinking about it. But uh, and you know another 
I'm just going to say this, and now I'm going to include it because uh, that's how I roll, David, right? A great Dad's Day <laughs> gift, okay? Outside of the sportsmans.com gift cards and all that stuff, a great Dad's Day gift is to join the likes of Bassmaster or Major League Fishing. Right. Get dad a membership. If he doesn't already have one, get dad a membership to one or both of those magazines, mystery tackle boxes, all that stuff comes with it. Um, if I'm not going to tell you which one to pick over the other <clears throat> pass, but um, you choose who you want. But I'm just saying, or both. I mean, that'd be a great deal. But uh, just thinking about that out loud, and you guys can uh, you guys can can do that if you yourself. So, David, what did you learn this week? I should have uh, brought my Under Armour stuff and covered up more, so I don't have to have a two-tone face for. I you know can't. You're, you're <laughs> I don't practicing. Don't get any you're, lighter. You're, you're preparing yourself for moving to Alabama, is what you're doing. So. See, you know, I got the reverse ninja look. You know, typically you cover the bottom part of your face, but now it's the other way. It's the top, the dome part is lighter colored. So. Yeah, it's been a while since I looked this way. I don't like the way how it looks because it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Just just roll with it, David. That's it. Just, just roll, roll with it, bro. That's all you got to do. Just roll with it. So, KG, how about you? You learn anything today or this week? Uh, I just I learned something just a little while ago. Matter of fact, yeah. What's uh, where I'm where I'm where I'm sitting, there was a wildcat tournament taking off here. I'm at I'm sitting in the parking lot of Ingalls Harbor. All right. And it was uh, about 15 boats. A couple of them were individual guys, but most of them were teams. So it was, I don't know, probably 27 anglers. Out of the 27 anglers, there was at least eight that did not have their PFD on. I'm not going to get started on any of that. Not going to get started. And it was a, one of those great old shotgun starts. They oh, were just no. kind of all lined up in the river channel and took off at 530. Well, fingers crossed, they all come back home safe. That's all I can say about it. So, hopefully, that's all I can say about it. It's it, it's you know I've got a problem with it when I'm working on some shelving for our production trailer and I have a cubby dedicated to PFDs, right? Just for PFDs, so they're accessible, they're handy. Guys can grab them and go. Those that need them, Ben Cole, and others can grab them and go. And uh, yeah, so. But yeah, put those on, wear them, and uh, then you can enjoy Father's Day for uh, years to go, hopefully. So make sure you do that. So, well, folks, as always, thanks for uh, joining in with us and checking us out on this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. Favorite podcast app. Also, ask if you like to if you like the show, go ahead and share it with your mom and them. Feel free to chime in and give us your thoughts and opinions via the X Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep 256. I'm sorry, 901 493 0437. That number no longer works. 901 493 0437. On behalf of our guest tonight, your Whataburger Pickwick Bassmaster Elite Series champ, Mr. Brandon Lester for the AC Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. And we'll see you on the water soon or around here or wherever at some point next week. Don't take don't take it personal. Say it one more time, KG. For those in the back. Don't take it personal.
Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trickstep. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.